0: Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from
1: D.C. All right, the one and only Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Why do I suspect that Ben Carson's comments are getting a lot of play today?
0: Um, Not really here in the halls of Congress, no. Actually, um, we just got something in via email that has us all wondering here what's up. Scott Walker has just scheduled a news conference for 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, there's no topic listed on it, just a simple media advisory. It's going to be in Wisconsin, in Madison, and I don't know if that means he's about to announce anything or if it's just going to be something normal, but you would think if it was a normal kind of news conference, they would
1: say what it's about. That is an odd, odd press conference. By the way, as soon as we get off the air, of course, why, why, why do I Hannity's on the air? Exactly.
0: So I don't know that there's anything bad, but it has a lot of people already sort of wondering, hmm, because the latest CNN poll had him, the pre-debate poll had him at 5%. The post-debate had him at less than 1%, which is just crazy when you think about the fact that he was in the lead in this race two months ago. And everything seemed to be going so well for him, but he just got distracted by so many different shiny objects out there. You know, it's funny because I remember after going to his announcement and we were there outside Milwaukee... I talked to you about how it just seemed from watching him and going to his appearances, he was very uh, disciplined. And then he wasn't disciplined in the months after that, the next two months. So uh, we'll see if there's any news happening on that front. I
1: never felt that he was making that big a mistake in terms of his campaign. And the media was playing up like he was. And I, I, you know, I thought he did a great job in Wisconsin. I, I hope he's not getting out, but I can understand why he might be discouraged with what his poll numbers are. Yeah, but- the
0: poll numbers have gone the wrong way. Um, you know, we have sort of have uh, different numbers that are out there right now from the post-debate time. But the, the CNN pre and post numbers are interesting because it had Trump still in the lead, but Trump and Ben Carson dropping a little while Fiorina and Rubio are going up. Again, we can find all kinds of poll numbers. We'll see if these... If these pan out, I, I if if that's the way it's going right now with sort of them staying in the top four, I find that interesting because Rubio, I think, has had two decent debates. He hasn't done anything that I think a I don't lot think, of people,
1: I think he did beyond decent. I think if, if you look at the polls, he's now the most likable candidate among those in terms of negative perceptions. He has the least of anybody in the campaign. He's very bright. He's very articulate. He's smart. hes He's got the whole package. I mean, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, the New York Times now reporting that Walker has concluded he no longer has a path to the nomination and plans to drop out of the 2016 campaign.
1: I really like Scott Walker. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, actually. I just I like Rick Perry, too. I thought Rick Perry, Scott Walker, they're two governors that did great jobs. And you know, I, I I have to assume that the pull of being governor might be factoring into this for him, and, you know, I think it's too early for anybody to pull out, to be honest. Uh,
0: no, but again, it's a reminder. You know, we've talked about uh, what would the shakeup be in this race. Yeah, that, that those were not the two that I would
1: have predicted early on.
0: Uh, no, well, I certainly wouldn't have predicted Scott Walker. I, I really thought that he was going to have a... Uh, uh, have a big impact on this race but obviously if these uh, early reports are correct and again just sort of that reading between the lines when you get a ames- media media advisory that has no title to it at this point in time and now prompting a lot of stories about that scott mm-hmm. walker may well be on his way out of the uh, republican race for
1: president po- two post-debate polls have three commonalities uh, well, not not really. Well, Trump's in first place in all of them. Carly Fiorina and Marco Rubio have gone up post debate, both the Rasmussen and the CNN poll. And uh, in, you know, one has Trump going down, the other has Trump going up. Rasmussen has him going up and CNN has him going down. So I'm not sure how to interpret that.
0: I think, um, I don't know, my feel just is, and this feel could be wrong, but my feel is is that Trump may have sort of started to slow down a little just before the debate. And then I just got the sense that maybe he was slowed a little more in that debate. He told us immediately after the debate, hey, I won. But I remember thinking as he said it, I thought to myself in the spin room, he just doesn't sound like he believes that when he says it. He was just sort of saying it.
1: It was obvious. Well, there were a number of polls, at least spot polls that came out. They're not scientific, but three of them had him at 60%. So he might have felt that way because of that.
0: Yeah, again, I don't think that he's out of the lead. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that he's, like, going to be out of first place anytime soon or anything like that. But I do think that last week showed the other Republicans that they can look at him and look him in the eye and that they're not scared of him. I would almost equate it to uh, pro golfers now with Tiger Woods in the last few years, whereas they used to be the daylights intimidated out of them. They don't feel that way any longer.
1: I spoke to two Friends of mine that happened to be Muslim today, and I asked them both the same question. They're going to be joining us in the final hour of the program today. I said, can you name a Muslim country that has similar values to the United States? Judy, Dr. Zudi Jasser said no, and and then Mike Gao said yes, and I said, what countries? And he said, well, Bangladesh and Indonesia and Turkey. And I said, they don't have values similar to us. What are you talking about? Um, I wonder if I... I got the impression that maybe in some ways Dr. Carson was talking about the implementation of Islam as applied by the individual Muslim states where they're not compatible values with American values.
0: Well, I I mean, I think that it was one of those things where the question probably could have been handled better by him in order just to say, look, there's no Muslim on on the ballot right now. You know, maybe the U.S. will look at that uh, in the future. I mean, historically, I sort of look at it sort of an interesting timing with the Pope coming this week. It's really not that long ago that people were freaking about freaking out about the
1: idea of a Roman Catholic being elected president. Well, I would argue the difference being that America was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, not on yeah. But the Catholics of what weren't the, considered that way. I mean, well, the, the, listen, we don't have. we don't even have to go back that far. I have article after article in front of me. That says, is America ready for a Mormon president and and all the heat that Mitt Romney took? So, I mean, I I think more than anything else, it's one of those. uh,
0: Yeah, it's probably to people who like Ben Carson, it's a politically correct trap that was laid upon him. Uh, And, you know, there's always ways when you think about it, maybe to deal with stuff like that. Trump had to deal with it at his uh, at his event last week in New Hampshire when he got a little hot water about stuff like that. You know, I I think in the end, I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sure it hurts him at all. He probably gets lost let me here read, and there. Let me read from the Politico. The theory of Obama being a Muslim first emerged in the spring of 2008 as Clinton supporters circulated an anonymous email questioning Obama's citizenship. I'm reading from the Politico. Uh, Barack Obama's mother was living in Kenya with his Arab African father in late in her pregnancy. She was not allowed to travel by plane then, so. Barack Obama was born there, and his mother then took him to Hawaii to register his birth, asserted one chain email that surfaced on the uh, website Snopes.com. Also, The Telegraph reported in Great Britain back in 2011, the lie is is that Obama was not born in the U.S., has been fueled not by fringe Republicans, but supporters of Hillary Clinton, now his secretary of state. They are largely to blame for starting it. And even Alex Griswold, that mediaite wrote that Clinton criticized Trump for feeding the idea that Obama is a Muslim and was born in Kenya, quote despite the fact that those notions were actively propagated by her own campaign.
0: Oh, I don't think there's any—I mean, the evidence is there that some of that stuff was done as oppo research in 2008, absolutely. I think once he won the election, then it turned more to the Republican side with Trump, obviously, and some of the birther stuff taking status after that. But, yeah, a lot of that stuff did uh, emanate in the Democratic primary eight years ago, seven years ago.
1: Hillary Clinton claims she's not a political insider. The Congressional Black Caucus is urging Biden to get in the race and— Biden's camp this weekend went out of their way to say that his wife, Jill Biden, uh, has uh, supported the idea that he run.
0: Yeah, that was the clear leak this weekend that went to a number of the uh, major news networks, but still nothing from the VP as yet. I mean, he's got a number of speeches that are out there, but he really hasn't uh, hinted at it. I don't know. I just I still get the, the sense that there is a great internal struggle going on in his own mind that is playing out in front of us with all these different leaks back and forth. I mean, think about it. It was more than a month ago that we got the first big signal, hey, the vice president might go in, and since then we've sort of gone back and forth, back and forth on it.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, what other news do we have today?
0: Uh, We got uh, liberal groups asking the uh, Democratic Party to add more debates. MoveOn.org and some others sent a letter to Debbie Wasserman Schultz today. What are they worried about, Sean? They're worried that the Republicans have cornered the market on news media attention, that all the attention that the GOP has garnered over the last two months or so for the first two debates, the one in Cleveland and then the one last week at the Reagan Library, has really helped the Republican Party to get its message out. Even though, obviously, these groups don't like that message, they say it's completely overshadowing the Democratic race at this point in time. And you have to say that's sort of the case. I mean, if the Democrats had had a debate along the way. There would have been a lot more attention on sort of the inner workings. But I, I think the news stories certainly have paid a lot more attention to uh, to the Republican race. Uh, Donald Trump obviously dominating that over the last six weeks or so. So these groups are asking for even more debates. We've talked about that schedule a number of times, how, for example, the last debate in Iowa, which votes February 1st, that last debate is November 14th. And there's a number of groups in New Hampshire who are not pleased either that their last debate is the Saturday before Christmas for a primary that's in early February. So I don't know that the Democratic Party is going to change their stripes on this, but we have a number of liberal groups uh, asking today for more debates for Hillary Clinton and the other Democratic hopefuls.
1: One other issue that came up today is Trump is about to release a book on policy positions, and it's going to be coming out October the 27th and uh, apparently... Right before the next debate? Apparently, yeah, and I guess... The day before? But probably to answer the critics that he doesn't have specifics, although he's given me specifics on a lot of these things. He has,
0: but I think he struggled a little last week, especially in the foreign policy section of the debate. He was quiet at one of my colleagues. I I never went back and double-checked the numbers, but one of my colleagues during the debate turned and told a group of us that Trump had been quiet for about 30 minutes at that point in time. And, you know, I think that's when Marco Rubio really scored some of his better points, in that debate when he and Trump were sort of asked about the issue of details of world leaders and all these different things and Rubio seemed to really warm up to it whereas Trump, you know, did not really get extra involved in the details a lot of the discussions that were going on on the foreign policy side. But certainly if he wants to get attention he can lay out as much stuff as he wants and it'll get it'll garner a lot of attention in the weeks ahead. Fox News has confirmed that Governor Scott Walker will drop out of the presidential race. There you go well uh, i would have never predicted that when we were there that day me either. Um, no way uh, no way i would have thought that he would have been a bigger force and think about this how fast now i'll tell you one thing that surprised me about walker and his campaign was how many people they hired from here on capitol hill and staffed up very quickly and that caught me a bit by surprise because usually you run a bit more of a tight financial ship early on and then if you catch fire then you bring in all kinds of people there's going to be a lot of uh, hired guns who will now be available for other campaigns to take, or there will be a lot of people trying to come back to the Hill looking for work after this campaign. Do you
1: see that these 20 alarmist climate so-called scientists uh, have written a letter to Obama urging him to use RICO laws to crush the dissent of climate skeptics like me?
0: It would be an interesting thing to use the RICO laws for. I do think that, uh, obviously, the climate change argument is going to get some attention this week. If the Pope mentions it uh, before the Congress on yeah. Thursday, it's the reason one GOP lawmaker at least is going to boycott So let me understand
1: speech. this right. The Pope meets with two murderers today, the Castro brothers, and then he's going to come here and lecture us on how we ought to take more immigrants and how we need to redistribute our wealth and adopt his spread-the-wealth philosophy.
0: There will be political hot buttons on both sides, Mm. but I would observe that maybe there might be a few more that would tweak the GOP.
1: Isn't that the same pope that has a private jet, the same pope that has a private helicopter, the same pope that has, you know, uh, security detail, the same pope that has a Mercedes-Benz and the Pope Mobile and lives at the Vatican, not exactly an inexpensive home? Hey,
0: you know you've uh, you've got your uh, bully pulpit out there that you can raise all that stuff no, with, right? I'm
1: just I'm, I'm frustrated that he's gonna he won't lecture the Castro brothers. I didn't hear that he told them that they should repent for their murders and and release political dissidents. And now he's going to come here and attack America. So we read. I think a lot of lawmakers
0: are wondering what exactly the Pope is going to say Thursday and how strong and stern a message it's going to be. Yes.
1: All right, Jamie Dupree never wants to give his opinion, but that's why we love him. See you, Sean. Most connected man in Washington. We'll see you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger